welcome to the second episode of Chingona. We talked to, and by we, I mean Leah and I, this woman named Jordan Monin. She lives in Longmont, and she was still in high school when we talked to her back in January. She's an amazing Chingona. Um, you will hear her story about how she got slut-shamed and then fought back with an educational organization. So without further ado, here's our talk with Jordan. And definitely stay tuned towards the end when the interview sounds like it's winding down uh, because she's been pretty busy since we talked to her in January. And I just want to give you a quick update afterwards. My name is Jordan Monin, mm-hmm. and I'm a senior at Silver Creek High School. Uh, so in 12th grade, uh, part of Silver Creek's program is we hold a leadership academy called SCLA, Silver Creek Leadership. Mm-hmm. And basically it's a four-year program that uh, teaches you leadership skills and your senior year you put on a big project or a big capstone. So mine is a Bash the Past, which is an anti-slut-shaming movement um, at Silver Creek. What we do with that is I've started a support group. Um, every Thursday during our lunches, we have a block schedule, so it's A and B lunches, and uh, kind of spreading the awareness about what slut-shaming is and how mm-hmm. to stop it in high school. One flaw that I've noticed going through high school is there's not really a place um, in the high school curriculum that focuses on an intimate situation like slut-shaming. It's a little different than bullying in that respect. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's what I'm trying to create in the high schools, and then hopefully it can... Um, be in high schools all over like the U.S. and uh, I've talked to the health classes for mm-hmm. ninth graders. Every ninth grader has to take health, so I'm a part of the Silver Creek health curriculum now. Wow, that's amazing! Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so um, for uh, like a four, I do a 45 minute presentation to the um, freshmen, and we talk about like what is slut shaming, how do we stop it, where can you go for help, um, how to like assess a situation, stuff like that. That's so amazing because I went to high school, I went to like a public school outside of Houston and the, our, our like sex education was literally like that scene in Mean Girls. It was like, Mm -hmm. if you have sex, you're going to get pregnant and die. Yep. (laughs) Don't have sex. (laughs) And like, that's what they do. They do teach that in high school about like protection and what is sex, but they don't dive into what if someone like bullies you for it. Mm-hmm. and stuff like that. It's like it's almost like they don't want to take a position on like like if whether you have sex. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like then what? Yeah. I know like, I've had some problems um with talking to my school because oh, there's still like freshmen's parents who opt them out of health class because they talk about sex mm-hmm. because they think it's too inappropriate. Whereas I'm taking a stance that Yes, it is appropriate, like inappropriate, but right. it's inappropriate not to talk about it. Because mm-hmm. right? like when you don't talk about it, then you get people that come with depression and you get all the side effects from it. Mm-hmm. Right. And then you don't get like proper education because it's mm-hmm. all like learning secondhand information from like your friends or like, right. I don't know, your sister's other friends. Yeah, like, you, always, you always hear it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so, I mean, what inspired you to start um, a Bash the Past for your capstone project? Yeah, so actually my sophomore year, I got slut-shamed very hard where I lost a lot of friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, rumors around school, my nickname changed instead of Jordan Monin, it was Jordan Monin. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, Yeah, it went, not even that creative. <laughs> it went all around the school and... Uh, I went to like a mild state of depression where I felt like I was worthless and I didn't know really where to go and I knew it was just teenagers being teenagers, but it still dug deep. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got out of that and then my junior year, we my school performed the play Cabaret 
which mm-hmm. if you don't know what that is, it's kind of risque play about Nazi Germany. And I, me and my friends had to pretend that we were like the dancing prostitutes, basically. Mm-hmm. We had to be all out there in this big cabaret show. And one of my best friends, who has never like kissed a boy, never done anything, just because she was playing that part, was called a slut. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. And she felt like really backstabbed and didn't know what to do, didn't know where to go from there. Right. And that's when I came up with a project and knew that like this isn't right. That people are doing it just to say the world like word, just to be mean. Mm-hmm. That there's no like really program in set in place to stop that from happening. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Did you get any backlash from the school district for trying to start this? Uh, in the beginning, just just uh, just because of the logistics of it. Mm-hmm. So like with my principal, I had to go back and forth talking to him about how to make it school appropriate. Because there is a certain line of what I can say in terms of like slut shaming and what mm-hmm. I cannot. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of things that I wanted to do uh, couldn't be done through the school just because it went over that line. Mm-hmm. But I definitely have compromised a lot and they've compromised and... Now our principal is fully on board. He's a proud supporter. My whole school district loves the idea. And so we're just trying to figure out how to put it in the school system, yet Mm -hmm. still holding that representation of we are a school, we are a facility that shows appropriateness. Mm -hmm. Right. And and when, so when like you give these presentations to the health class, like what sort of questions do you encounter from like your classmates or your peers or, I mean, is it, it, it can't be the first time they've heard of the concept of slut shaming, no. right? Yeah, and I do. I, I, so in my presentations, I come out as being a senior. Like, mm-hmm. I definitely try to show them, like, I'm just like you. So we talk and we say, okay, like, does anyone know what slut shaming is? And everyone raised their hands. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, what are some words? And then they all kind of giggle or, like, slut, ho. Mm-hmm. And then we're like, okay, what about boys? Like, boys can be called a pussy or they're weak for not playing, like, football or another sport. Mm-hmm. And so they definitely get in it, but a lot of questions that I get are, uh, how do I see it stopping, mm-hmm. and how do we stop? Because right now our like social culture isn't to stop it. Mm-hmm. It's just that that's what happens. Deal with it. Like get over it. Um, it's just teenagers, mm-hmm. and I'm saying place like no, like we can change. And so I'm trying to like with those questions, I'm trying to show ways that we can change. Like no, I see a future that we don't do that. That's that's that that's not our like social. Mm-hmm. Um, culture anymore because mm-hmm. like I mean people like to bag on millennials a lot but I mm-hmm. keep reading that I mean um you know, our generation me and Leah's and then the, the people coming up after because you're a little bit younger than us um you know they're like super socially aware and they're mm-hmm. really you know uh try to be aware of like the words and identity politics and all that so you're imagining a future where it slut shaming kind of stops mm-hmm. like you can stop it and then it's not a thing in the future right? yeah like mm-hmm. I definitely know yeah like um when you get to my age and when you're older and in your 20s like you understand that mm-hmm. and then that's I think that is where it comes to that we are being like cautious about our words and about other people's feelings but when you're in high school and in middle school it's just the silly like oh mm-hmm. like laughing and that's what I want to try to stop right mm-hmm. and I don't know how but I know ways that I can try Mm-hmm. And so I keep, like, pushing, like, this is what it is. Keep talking to classrooms. Keep spreading the awareness. Like, know that there is a place. And I think slowly then we'll start, like, molding, basically, like, the social norms of what middle schoolers and high schoolers do. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. 
Um, and can you say how old you are really quickly? Oh, I just turned 18. Oh, okay, congratulations. Happy yeah. birthday. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, so on Monday. But yeah, I started this project uh, when I was 16. Mm-hmm. So now it's kind of booming this year. Cool. Um, and I mean, what are some of the the effects of slut shaming on people? I mean, you said you suffered a mild depression, but like, mm-hmm. what else? How else can it harm? And people are saying like, oh, it's just words. Like you said, it's just what kids do. But like, what actual harm can it cause? And so it definitely causes depression. Um, when you're called all this stuff, and when rumors are spread around you about this, you start feeling like it really is you, mm-hmm. and you start not knowing who you are. So you start thinking like, oh, I am a slut, or this is me, and you accept that. Mm-hmm. That, I think, is 100% unacceptable, and that's not right in itself, because mm-hmm. you're not, and you shouldn't be thinking that you are. Mm-hmm. Um, after you get to that stage, then people keep calling you, you get less motivated, you dumb down your standards, um, you perceive yourself as someone else that you shouldn't be. Uh, in extreme cases, it can like go all the way to suicides, when people... You hear like those horror stories of people being bullied to their death, and it is true, and it does happen. Mm-hmm. And with slut shaming, it's such a um, personal aspect to bullying that it really does dig deep because it's a little embarrassing. Like no one wants to talk about their sex right. life, about their intimacy. But when that gets out, then people do get embarrassed to the point that they don't know where to go. Mm-hmm. And then you start seeing suicides raise up, or people drop out of school, people lose their friends, get into the drug crowd, and they just uh, get lost, basically. Because mm-hmm. they're sort of searching, I mean, when you're a teenager anyway, you're kind of searching for that identity, and then mm-hmm. when people start saying, like, this is your identity and it's a bad thing, then it just sort of spirals into other... Yeah, it's, yeah, it spirals into something that's not, and that's what I'm, like, passionate about, is... I don't think anyone should have the right to tell you who you are. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to figure it out. But when people do this, it limits that. Mm-hmm. And it limits your um, idea and your confidence in yourself. Right. I know, I remember something that I heard um, growing up every once in a while. And again, I went to, like, public school in Texas. Mm-hmm. Is that stupid thing, stupid fucking thing about the, the key and the lock and the, um, like, how's it go? Oh, it's like... It's okay for boys to sleep around mm, because yeah. if you if you have a key that opens a lot of locks, then that's a good key. But if you have a lock that opens for a lot of keys, then that's not a good lock. I've never heard of that before. Um, <laughs> it's like just so like ridiculous thing. Yeah, because <laughs> I'm also from Texas, it's from like the southernmost right. tip, and I've never heard that before. <laughs> I do see that though, like. Girls used to be called prudes because they wouldn't right. have sex for anyone. But then once they do, then the guys are like rewarded, and the girls called a slut automatically. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so I do, I do uh, see that definitely at our school. Right. There's like a double standard mm-hmm. still about who gets like who gets rewarded for having sex and who gets punished for yeah. having sex. But that's like it's so it's so shitty because it's I. Like, I had a train of thought, and I'm so angry that I lost it. <laughs> you do get angry easily. I'll, I'll come back to it. It's just really shitty. <laughs> um, so, I mean, what are the steps, do you think, to, like, eradicating slut-shaming in the future? You've started this little movement inside mm-hmm. your school, but what are your plans to, to um, move it forward? Yeah, so I'm, um, I have two ways that this can go. Okay. So because this is through my school and through SCLA, the Leadership Academy there, 
it can be passed down to a junior that becomes a senior next year and they can take it over. Mm -hmm. So what I see for them is hoping that they can open up to other high schools in our district and having that same like health class talk, getting a support group. Um, I'm connected with safe shelters, so keep in contact with them. Mm -hmm. uh, I honestly see another aspect where I could potentially take this on as a life project and take it on to bigger steps. I know I'm mm -hmm. also partnered with Cultures of Dignity, which is a new program that Rosalind Wiseman, an author of Queen Bees and Wannabes, mm -hmm. has founded. And she's really helped me in speaking and how to push this out there. Uh, there's a lot of organizations out there to talk about slut-shaming and talk about all like the effects of it, but mm -hmm. there's not one set in place in high school. Mm -hmm. So definitely I think some of the things that I can do is I've held a benefit football game to show support. Um, I'm getting Roslyn to speak at my school oh, wow. as in like a big pep rally, connecting with like safe, uh, safe shelters, knowing that we are there um, mm -hmm. I think is a big first step. Mm -hmm. But I'm also learning. Like I, I don't know the way to completely end it. I just know if we keep spreading the awareness of what it is and how to stop it, hopefully it'll click for some people. Mm -hmm. I mean, and it's an issue on college campuses too. Mm -hmm. um, a big issue, I feel like. It's yeah. like, I don't know. Arguably worse because then you're like out on your own like, yeah. as opposed to like in a high school. What, um, I mean, what leadership lessons did you learn from the Leadership Academy? You were up with, like, you're very well-spoken, and, <laughs> yeah. I mean, not that you shouldn't be, just, like, we're, I'm just sort of in awe, just like, wow, I wish I had, <laughs> I had, like, <laughs> this much, um, I don't know. Know-how. Yeah. <laughs> or wherewithal to, like, yeah, because I didn't find out what feminism was, or, like, anti-slut-shaming or, like, rape culture until I was, like, 21, mm -hmm. and so, like, that wasn't a thing that we spoke about in high school or, you know, it's, like, something that I was always kind of aware of, but, like, I, I didn't have a name for it, like, I didn't know what it was, and I, to even think about doing something like this, like, I don't know how it would be, like, start that, and so that, that's really fun and cool. <laughs> yeah, definitely through the Leadership Academy, um, I mean, they taught me the basics of, how to eat proper at dinner. So like our <laughs> freshman year, yeah, like our freshman year, we took a field trip to like a Himalayan restaurant, mm -hmm. and we had to sit properly and like use the right utensils, and mm -hmm. um, we did a lot of speeches, and we did these like mini projects where uh, it was like Give a Wish Foundation, mm -hmm. where we tried to sell like that like person, like okay, we want to fund this person because of these reasons and we had to give like a five minute presentation. Mm -hmm. Doing those things, um, they taught us how to send um, like appropriate emails and how to be confident and uh, Carrie Adams, our organi like organiza organizationer who like built this program at Silver Creek, she really has a lot of con like good connections to Longmont and to um, different people um, in like the government system that it's a really good uh, understanding and help and kind of basis f to like grow you so like whenever you need help uh, like for I got the t-shirts that I'm wearing right now and she helped me know the right type of people I got a banner mm -hmm. she knew the right type of people mm -hmm. um, how to get connections to different people that I wanted to speak with and it was just a really good program of connections mm -hmm. so I learned that definitely with learning what like slut shaming is and feminism we don't get taught that in school mm -hmm. and that's kind of where my project came in, mm -hmm. is that we don't get taught that in high school, and I think we should. Mm -hmm. I think yeah. it should start younger, and we should have the knowledge and awareness, like, of, oh, this isn't right. Right, yeah. 
Uh, yeah, I feel like learning about feminism has been more useful in my life than, I don't know. I want, I don't want to bag on math, but... Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't use long division very much in my life, and I use feminism almost every day, so... Um, and, I mean, like, in, in pop culture and the things that, um, you know, we are watching and reading and listening to, and especially in music now, I feel like mm-hmm. there's a lot of slut-shaming in music, yeah. especially, like, rap music. And mm-hmm. So how do you balance just being... This is a stupid question, but how do you balance being just a regular teenager with, like, your mission to to eradicate such shaming? <laughs> yeah, it definitely is hard. Like, I do a lot, too. I'm in track, and I'm in the musical, and I take, like, three AP classes my senior year. Like, I have a full schedule. And I'm people, in people don't, like, I feel, I don't know how high schoolers do it now. Like, I know I used to wake up at 730 <laughs> yeah. and go until 6 p.m. doing stuff, but now I don't un- understand how. <laughs> <laughs> it takes a lot, but... I know, I'm, I am, I don't, I don't know why, honestly, I think it is because I have a personal connection to this, but I am very passionate about this project, so I make time for it, mm-hmm. and uh, definitely, like, with my friends, there's all these, like, jokes around, like, oh, you're doing Pass Pass, like, everyone knows me, everyone knows right. I'm doing this, and <laughs> uh, there's a difference, I feel like, between joking and bullying, mm-hmm. and there's, like, the line, and I, definitely, my friend group, like, I draw that line, I'm like, okay, I'm like, this goes too far, we're not doing this as a friend group, I'm like, I don't want us to grow up and think that this is okay. Mm-hmm. So just talking, just having that open conversation that this is normal, basically. Like, we're allowed to talk about this. Mm-hmm. And we don't have to um, be, like, buried down by mm-hmm. other people's words, I think mm-hmm. is good. That's good that you, like, you're not afraid to call out your friends. Because I feel like that's that's even a thing that, like, it's hard to do as an adult. Like, it's like, you're in this group of people, and you have this relationship, and when they say something that kind of rubs you the wrong way, you're just kind of like, oh... How do I respond to that? Mm-hmm. But that's really cool that your your friend group is already learning so early on to just like call them out in their shit and let them know that that's not cool. Yeah, yeah, and that's one thing that I teach in um, like the health classes and um, I'm promoting during the, like in school is to stand up, speak out. Because mm-hmm. you could, there's other like we call them buster bystander skills. Mm-hmm. So there's all these ways of even if you're not confident, you don't want to stand up, if you see someone slut-shaming another person or saying something that you don't agree with, just walk away, mm-hmm. too, is another good thing. Like, you don't mm-hmm. have to confront it, but if you just show that you're not with them, that you don't um, conform to that, mm-hmm. that you don't believe that that's what, how it should be, then it shows a way of change. Mm-hmm. And then people think about their actions, like, oh, like why did that person walk away? Mm-hmm. Like, why did they just get so mad at me because I said that? Right. Things like that. I just think, like, open communication is a key thing to... A sensitive topic like this. Yeah, definitely. Because if if you reward a person with like just like a half chuckle or whatever, it's still like a reward for Mm -hmm. doing something that's shitty. Like, (laughs) Mm -hmm. um, and I like that. I like that strategy of like just walk away. Uh, Cause you don't, yeah, you don't feed into anything else. Yeah, just like I don't which, have to be here for this. <laughs> which like translates into like online, like social media bullying. Cause there's um, I don't know if you've heard of her. She's an author. Her name is Lindy West, and she promotes. Uh, she like really owns the fact that she's fat, and like when people call her like plus size or overweight, she's like, no, I'm fat. Like, let me know. And people give her a lot of shit like on Twitter because she blocks a bunch of trolls, and they're just all like, well, why do you block them? Like, just take it. Like, you have a platform. She's like, no, cause it's if this was real life and somebody was, like, telling me this, I would walk away. Yeah, and you so, wouldn't like, take that. Yeah, so just, like, that's such a good strategy. Just, mm-hmm. like, walk away. You don't need to hear that. Yep. And hopefully, like, after people see that, 
they start not needing to do it. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of times when people, like in bullying in general, they do it for attention. Mm -hmm. And because they get the feedback or all, it's joking or they think they're funny. But if you show them that that's not the case, Mm -hmm. then hopefully they'll stop. Right. And and so, I mean, we've been talking a a lot about like teenager to teenager slut shaming, Mm -hmm. like within high school or middle school. But have you ever experienced it or seen it from like an adult or from like a teacher or someone in power or something like that (laughs) yeah definitely uh with cabaret the musical that we did my junior year um actually my friend who was called a slut Mm -hmm. her teacher in class spoke about it Mm -hmm. a lot about cabaret and how she was against it in our Mm -hmm. school and the teacher didn't know that my friend was in the play Mm -hmm. but my friend went to the principal afterwards and it's like my teacher just said that she was against this that she can't believe they're letting like the kids do this, and that teacher actually ended up apologizing to like my friend and oh, wow. took a stance. and was like, "I'm sorry, I didn't know you were in the room. I realized that this was immature of me, mm-hmm. and I do have." She's like, "I do have um, the feeling that this is inappropriate for a school setting, but she says that she also shouldn't have the right to say that someone is less worthy mm-hmm. for being uh, like for participating in it." Mm-hmm. And uh, you see a lot of slut shaming. Definitely how it starts is through their parents. Mm-hmm. So I have, like, dress code. If you talk about dress code, if you're dressing slutty, right. a lot of parents, like moms or dads, feel uncomfortable when their daughter or when their son are growing up and they dress something that they feel like is inappropriate. Definitely with mm-hmm. our um, culture changing and right. school clothes changing a lot, mm-hmm. you see that. And uh, so I am actually working with my um, group right now to send out an email to um, all the parents in our student body to talk about that, mm-hmm. like how to address situations. Instead of saying, you look slutty, like, please change, say, can you please be more presentable? Mm-hmm. Can you please um, showcase, mm-hmm. like, a little bit more, like you're in a job or something? Mm-hmm. So to show those things, or definitely with guys um, being called, like, a pussy or worthless, like, don't show them that. Show um, guys who can be, like, ballet dancers and still be strong, like, men, and they mm-hmm. don't have to succumb to all like the bullying right that's so interesting and I mean this is totally off but like off track but it's just it's funny that like parents of kids now are being like your your fashion it's like have you seen in the 80s (laughs) (laughs) it happens to all generations I know every single time everyone's like we were much better in mind it's like no man yeah (laughs) so you just gotta like rethink like you did the same thing yeah your parents we're thinking the same thing when you were a teenager. But it sounds like the message message is, is kind of getting at, like, people sometimes have sex and sometimes they don't. And teenagers are people also. Mm-hmm. And, like, whether you have sex or not and how much sex you have doesn't reflect on, like, your self-worth at all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? And it doesn't. Right. And, it, and the big aspect is it's no one's business either. Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's no one's business if you have or the stories if you haven't. Mm-hmm. But in high school, definitely gossip goes around and things get rumored. And so a real fact turns into a rumor. Mm-hmm. And then that gets spread. Like, whatever, it gets exaggerated. Whatever is a better story mm-hmm. gets put out to the world. Mm-hmm. And it always happens. And that's one thing about being in a society um, like high school where you're with the same group of kids for four years and you all know each other and you know everyone's secret. <laughs> and everyone has dated each other. Everyone's <laughs> dated each other, yeah. <laughs> friend groups have changed so much. <laughs> and so it does come out, but we just have to know when it does come out how to react to that mm-hmm. and how not to react. 
So if someone's like, oh, did you hear that so-and-so and so-and-so? And, and so maybe like a, a way to put a stop to that is just kind of like, well, if they did, that's their business. Because mm-hmm. it is. It's not. Yeah. yeah. Be like, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so it doesn't matter. Right. That's why it's such an embarrassing topic because it's nobody else's business mm-hmm. to know like what your sex habits are. It is. It just kind of embarrassing. Like you don't want your sex life to be out yeah. in the open. No one does. Yeah. <laughs> Except I guess the people being paid for it. But mm-hmm. that's a different story. Though. Yeah. <laughs> so like, how did your how did your parents react to you doing this? Uh, definitely, I had a bigger reaction with my dad. Mm-hmm. He, he just felt uncomfortable. Like, my dad's, my dad and me are very open with each other. Like, I will tell him things, but mm-hmm. it's still father-daughter relationship. Like, you don't want to hear your child right. like, or anything. <laughs> like, just, it's just weird. But they're definitely supportive. My mom is a big supporter of it. Mm-hmm. Um, she, like, keeps wearing my T-shirts around. And I love that. She, she goes, yeah, she, we did a fundraiser at Jersey Mike's to raise money. And she, like, went and showed her support, took pictures. Mm-hmm. I have a face of pace that so she, like, posted all of uh, And she's oh, cool. just shows that representation that... Like, it is okay, and, like, we do need to talk about this. And kind of showing that support from a parent, per se, also, mm-hmm. is a big step forward, I mm-hmm. believe. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, that's also really cool that you get, like, a lot of support from your principal. Because, like, mm-hmm. thinking about how he kind of put that teacher in check who was talking about cabaret, like, if that, like, they wouldn't let me sing Baby It's Cold Outside at the talent show when I was in high school <laughs> because of what it was just, like, implying. Yeah. But that's that's really cool that you have a lot of support from your adults because, like, I think even though in, like, throughout history, like, it's young people who have made change, mm-hmm. but you still do need the authority figures to you help do. the process out. And it was a big step. Like, I did have to work on it. I had to compromise a lot. I had to convince a lot of adults, like, this is a good project, and it's not just a project of like, oh, like you can have sex and it's okay. Like that's not mm-hmm. what I'm here for. Mm-hmm. I'm here that if you do have sex or if you don't, it's someone's business. Mm-hmm. And if it does come out, like you have to know how to react to it. Mm-hmm. Like it, you can't be judged for it basically. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, like a lot of adults that I've talked to and had conversations with definitely agree with that standpoint. So they want to help me succeed and see this. And it's good to have that authority point because then I know how far I can take it. Mm-hmm. Like how far is to inappropriate and right. how far is if this is going on a different direction than what I'm feeling. They can see kind of an overall standpoint of like a bigger picture through the business world. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. And I've met Carrie Adams and she's just a force of nature. Mm-hmm. We, should, we should have her on the okay. podcast. She is like, she runs the, the Leadership Academy mm-hmm. program yep. at Silver Creek. Um, I saw her moderate a debate. And she was just like, I wish she moderated oh, presidential debates. She was just like, if you go over, I will cut you off. No questions. I have a button to shut off the microphone. It's just like, yes. Um, but it sounds like that she's really good at funneling like that teenage, um, like that teenage like feeling to change stuff and to, but funneling it into showing you guys how to work within the system instead yes. of just, mm-hmm. you know yelling at a principal or something that won't really get you anywhere. Mm-hmm. There's definitely um, things I've talked about with my group, like dress code. Mm-hmm. Everyone in high school wants to change the dress code. Right. And personally, I think it does need to be changed. I think like it has been changed in the past, and right now it needs to be a new like um, change to it again. Mm-hmm. Uh, how we go about that. A lot of my friends are like, okay, well, let's all just dress like super inappropriate, show up to school and they'll all have to kick out like the whole entire school and we'll mm-hmm. have this big like protest. Well, <laughs> like, yeah. you could do that, 
but you could go a different way, like getting the parents involved. So sending out emails to the parents, um, having them go forth like to your school administrators, like having meetings with the board, talking that there's different ways you can do it without having um, very bad setbacks. Mm -hmm. And it might take longer, but I think that it's a better way to hold a long-lasting like impression mm -hmm. and a long-lasting like friendship with them. Mm -hmm. That's so interesting. Mm -hmm. uh, I know there's a policy in uh, Colorado going up now about sexting because mm -hmm. right now in sexting if you are say like you're a minor and you um, send like a nude picture to your boyfriend who is not a minor who is mm -hmm. like of age mm -hmm. that person who received it can get a felony of like holding a it's child pornography. Yeah, of yeah. holding a child pornography. Even if it was consensual, even if you were dating, mm -hmm. it's still considered child pornography. Mm -hmm. So they're trying to figure out that way of like the dating versus like your right to send that picture if he's of like overage, of right. eighteen, mm -hmm. and how that all works. And so they're actually asking for youth activists to come and speak. Oh. And so I know I'm trying to get my program to come up there, and I've talked to safe shelters about getting us over there, and because they want to hear what youth thinks. Right. But it is a big topic about how to go about it, because there is a thing of inappropriate, or if you didn't want to send a picture, and then what happens if the person who receives the picture sends it out to everyone? Like, should they be considered a child pornographer? Right. And, like, have that on the record, have to state that forever? Mm -hmm. Should it be that severe? To, in some cases, yes. But in mm -hmm. other cases, like, if you're just dating and it was just found out, like, your school administrator took your phone, say, and they found it, mm -hmm. should you be charged the same way? Mm -hmm. And so that's what they're talking about. So I know definitely youth um, movement is, I think, is a big change in our society right now and I completely agree with it I just hope that the youth that do speak up know all the facts first right and that if they do have a distinctive um belief that then like that is their right they are more than happy to say that belief but be on that belief don't like lollygag and go back and forth mm -hmm. on different beliefs right like back it up yeah. basically mm -hmm. yeah and I mean like you 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 believe something and then you took action you didn't mm -hmm. just believe something and then wait for someone else to do something, yeah. right? Like, you actually are like, oh, it's on me. <laughs> <laughs> um, have you, so this started at the beginning of this uh, school year. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the project, uh, like, started off at the beginning of the school year. So have you seen a change in the way your school or your peers, I guess, talk about these things? Like, have is, is there, like, noticeable change in, because of this? There's definitely, like, minor change, but I think change for the good. Mm -hmm. Like, everyone knows the name Abash the Past mm -hmm. at my school. Everyone knows, like, if you say, like, slut at my school, mm -hmm. someone's going to yell at you. Mm -hmm. Like, someone is going to... <laughs> That's amazing, though. Yeah. Like, I can't even... I can't imagine a high school that way, and, like, that yeah. is such a big step. And, yeah, and definitely, like, just the communication. It's It's not a... Like I said before, it's not inappropriate to talk about it anymore. Mm -hmm. Like, it's inappropriate not to talk about it. Mm -hmm. So friend, different friend groups are talking about, like, oh, what do we think about this? Mm -hmm. And just getting that communication, even if you disagree with everything that I'm doing, mm -hmm. getting that communication out, I think, is a big step because mm -hmm. we never had that communication before. Mm -hmm. Do you find, and maybe you can't answer this question, but do you find that it like it's more difficult to get... Um, um, like, males or females to understand is, like, one more difficult 
than the other. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Definitely a lot of females understand it more. Mm -hmm. I think they get hit the hardest in terms of slut shaming. Mm -hmm. It's not really known to be a male um, bully, like bullying thing. Mm -hmm. But definitely I've um, showed that it does happen to males. Mm -hmm. And I've showed that typically like the jocks um, are the creators of this bullying and spread it because they think it's cool. Mm But then it does come from people who aren't jocks getting called a pussy or that they're weak or stuff like, stuff like that. Or like, oh, like you are a pussy because you haven't had sex mm-hmm. and all those double standards. Um, it's a different way of looking at slut shaming, but I feel like it is the same. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, you do get some resentment from the guys. Like right now, my group is consisted of, I have like five main lead girls mm-hmm. and one guy. <laughs> but we still are out there and um, I actually am currently getting like I have my principal who's a male on board I have like the basketball coach at my school who's on board who stands up and says I'm supportive of this mm-hmm. um uh one of like our like quarterbacks or our football teams in support and he is gonna like talk um to our school about oh, that awesome. so, yeah so having those like bigger male leads that younger kids look up to mm-hmm. like even like your dads or like fathers grandparents having those I think also speaks to the boy population better because mm-hmm. I can say all that I want but they can still be in their little teenage minds that's oh this is just a girl thing I don't have to deal with this mm-hmm. right but when you yeah when you put someone in power that they trust and that they look up to it's a big step I feel like mm-hmm. and especially with some of the things that go on in like professional sports in mm-hmm. regards to women I mean you yeah. know domestic violence sexual assault like I feel like it has to be beneficial to get the quarterback of a high school football team to say, like, hey, guys, it's not okay to treat women or anyone like this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then hopefully in the future, like, that little brain seed sticks in their head and, you know, can can stop future bad things from mm-hmm. happening. Yeah, and um, I am part with, um, like, Safe Shelters, and they came out with, being in support of this program called Coaching Boys into Men. Mm-hmm. So it's all about how every day at practice they have a like legit 10-minute talk about locker talk, basically, mm-hmm. from their coach and from like their peers. And they talk about how to um, like treat women correctly and how like, this isn't okay to talk about if this is an inappropriate topic. Like We don't talk about this. Or um, coaches standing up to their like team players that they won't allow this mm-hmm. like in their sport. Mm-hmm. So I think that also has a big impact on like young boys too. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. great. Yeah, I think that kind of like goes like just how young people need the like old older generations to help them out. Like for women's movements you also need the male males help also. Mm-hmm. Like I know at the at the women's march was that last weekend? Wow, it seems like so long ago. <laughs> like at the women's march it was really cool to just see all the men that were there supporting seeing signs like I might I march for my mom or like mm-hmm. things like that. Like that's you you need all the help you can get. Yeah. And you do have to think about it. Like um when I yeah, every every boy I think, if they have a little sister, is very protective of their little sister. Mm-hmm. They don't want to see anything bad happen. So when you give examples of what happens if your little sister went through this, you get a lot more um passionate input from the male population about like wow like yeah I don't want to see my sister go through this I don't want to see them go through depression or feel like they're worthless Mm -hmm. and so they want to stand with the organization more Mm -hmm. that's amazing um uh what were some of the things that you uh had to like compromise on with your school 
Well, I wanted to do this play called Slut the Play. <laughs> I love how your mind thinks. Like, you, know, like you don't like me doing cabaret? I'm going to do Slut the Play. Exactly. <laughs> but it was, it's a great play, and it's from, oh, now I'm going to forget the word. It's like the New York Arts Effect. Um, it's a program that talk, like uh, creates plays, and uh, this one lady made a ton of books about sluts and mm -hmm about the double standards. So this play is about a young girl who goes to the party, gets raped, mm -hmm. and it goes around the whole school that she got super drunk, wanted it, and then she like lost her friends because of all the rumors, everyone called her a slut, she got into super depression, and she ended up killing herself. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And so, I, of course, I can see why that would be an inappropriate. Right. But then again, in my mind, I'm like, this would be such like a powerful piece. Yeah. Like, having that out there, <laughs> having kids, like, go down. I think that they're going to watch, like, all these teenagers, like, oh, we're going to watch a slut the play. Like, let's see it. <laughs> and then having it be this big, yeah. impactful, powerful piece, I mm -hmm. think would have been helpful. Like, every high school in the country learns about Romeo and Juliet. And honestly, like, that play mm -hmm. does not sound worse to me than Romeo and Juliet, yeah. which has, like... It's three days and, like, nine people. <laughs> and, and, like, Juliet's, like... 14 and uh -huh. Romeo it was played like by like a 46 year old man it's crazy so yeah I mean like that would be a play that seems like much more um relatable in our time unfortunately yeah. but because it talks about a party and drinking uh -huh. and uh -huh. sex and rape culture right then that's the inappropriate side okay of school and so that's why, like, my project is kind of hard. I have had a compromise on a lot of things like that. Mm -hmm. But the idea is still there. Mm -hmm. And so just compromising of seeing how I can get that message out clearly and how I want it to, mm -hmm. yet still withholding, like, the standards of school. Mm -hmm. Right. So I know you were saying that this is something that you can pass on to a junior. Mm -hmm. Do you have to? Do you want to? I would like to, yeah. I would like to keep this program in Silver Creek and mm -hmm. hopefully in St. Vrain. But I also want to keep it as, like, they are, yeah, like, I want to keep them as they're moving forward with this project. Mm -hmm. But then I still want to be the founder. And mm -hmm. I still want to move forward with the project with myself and throughout life. Mm -hmm. And moving it into different places, maybe. Or um, having, like, an actual organization and having it be my organization and having all these little organizations in different schools would be mm -hmm. awesome. Chapters. Yeah. Essentially. Oh, yeah. Are you planning on going to college? I am uh -huh. for marketing and advertisement of international like sales, stuff like that. <laughs> but next year, I, like, I haven't applied. <laughs> so <laughs> next year, I'm taking a gap year, and I'm actually backpacking through Southeast Asia. Oh, wow. I heard that, that there's a lot of benefits for like taking a gap year mm -hmm. and like going to study abroad and just like learning, not study, but just like liking yeah, abroad. Yeah. <laughs> Malia did it. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, did you have any more questions? I've exhausted all my questions. I don't think so. Is there anything else that you'd like to add that we didn't ask? Just, I hope everyone listening and all you guys will, like, abash the past. Mm -hmm. Well, so abashment means to, um, make something embarrassed or shame something. Mm -hmm. So we're shaming the past. Like, we don't want the past to happen again. We mm -hmm. want to forgive the, like, forget about the past and move forward. Mm -hmm. So I hope that, like, you definitely try um, to be a representation of a bash past and show that we are better than this and bigger than this. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Um, and where can people find you online if they want to 
like support you or uh. yeah so I actually have a Instagram Twitter and Facebook page at a bachelor past um, I'm very bad at the <laughs> Facebook page but I'm getting better uh, but my Instagram and Twitter are on point and we post Facebook's going away anyway Don't yeah, worry about it. yeah. <laughs> but we do have if you want to look at everything that we've done um, like benefit football games and our fundraisers uh, we had a poetry slam stuff like that all the pictures and the archives of stuff is on our Facebook page. Awesome. Okay, so that was January, and now this is June Karen, forward in time, here I am. Since we talked to her, Jordan actually testified about that teen sexting bill that you heard her talk about. She did it in front of Colorado lawmakers and a bunch of photographers and reporters and just different people which I think takes a lot of courage to be 17, 18 and go to your state capital to talk to strange adults about sex. And uh, she let me know about it, so I went down to Denver to cover it for the local newspapers that I work for. I will link that in the description just in case you are interested in reading more about it. Oh, she also graduated high school. And I actually ran into her parents um, last weekend when I was covering graduation. So just as another update, she did graduate and she is taking her gap year to Thailand. I haven't talked to her, but her parents said that she's very excited. And of course, they couldn't be more proud of her. Okay, so that was the update. And the next thing you're going to hear is a little snippet from an audio recording that I took at the Colorado State Capitol in Denver as Jordan talks to state legislators. Oh, and if you hear people whispering, it's not like a creepy dude in your car. It was just the people next to me at the hearing um, who were all on Twitter for some reason. So that's what that is. But shaming. Yet after the in-school suspension, that same student would victimize someone else the next day. With education, a vast of past has transformed the mindsets of previous shamers by first teaching that slut shaming is wrong before punishing them for their hurtful and harmful behavior towards their peers. Right now, as the law stands, we punish kids before educating them on the rights and wrongs of juvenile sexting. We at Abash the Past wish to be recorded in strong support for House Bill 1302, which we believe will effectively provide students with education and information on juvenile sexting without charging a teen who sends news to her boyfriend, girlfriend, as a felony sex offender. Okay, so this is present day June Karen again, and that is all we've got for you this week. Thank you so much for listening. Go find us on iTunes. We are there. It's a galaxy cat, and if you search for Chingona, C-H-I-N-G-O-N-A, then we'll come up, but iTunes censored our name to C, asterisk, 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 etc., A. So, that's fine. You know, we're in the same boat as Guys We Fucked, as Leah pointed out, which is a great podcast, and we're happy to be their, uh, you know, bad-mouthed on iTunes cohorts. So, yeah. Hit us up. If you know of any chingonas we should interview, please let us know at chingonapodcast.com or tweet at us. We're at chingonapodcast on Twitter. Uh, Of course, we're also on Instagram. You know, hope to hear from you guys. Thank you so much. Bye.